Hi, I'm Chloe. Hey, I'm Sarah. Welcome to Warriors, Birds, and Brews Quarantine Edition again. We're bad at schedules. We did not keep a schedule. <laughs> we were like, we're going to be on schedule. That was a lie, clearly. <laughs> Seamus is chiding us for not being yeah. on schedule. Seamus is giving us a lot of grief right now. So how are you all holding up? Hopefully better than we are. <laughs> no, we're not doing too badly. No, we're okay. We're okay. We're okay. Um, we're moving. Yeah, so that's we're, fun. <laughs> we're moving in exactly two weeks, which is part of why we've yeah. messed up our schedule. <laughs> yeah. Podcast is coming with us, despite the protestations you hear in the background. Moving is stressful. I don't know what to tell you. And then we, uh, it's, it's not as stressful as the last few times we moved. No. And we're moving somewhere nice. We're moving somewhere much nicer than where we are right now. To lesbian land. Yes. Yes. Yeah. We're moving to a place in uh, Vancouver that is somewhat offensively referred to as clitally because <laughs> it is little italy and where all the lesbians live you know <laughs> it only took us 10 years so we're commercial drive queers anyway um so yeah we're working on that so everything has kind of been like focused on dealing with our kind of crazy landlord and trying to move um but it's all coming together so it's all coming back to me now yeah <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna be hella busy over the next couple of weeks but it's going to be worth it yes um we've been doing a lot of trying to get rid of stuff and yeah. um including podcast just kidding am i kidding no <laughs> <laughs> we, we've actually recorded a podcast with uh the uncomfortable blog today uh deb is a lovely podcaster from vancouver who we met at the podcast festival and she said that it's great that your cat chimes in <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we uh, talked about gender identities today. Yeah, the part, the premise of, of Deb's podcast is you discuss um, topics that are sometimes not fun to talk about, sometimes that are hard to discuss, sometimes ones that re- you know bring emotional reaction out of people. Um, so yeah, we discussed gender identity and its impacts on relationships. Specifically, its impact on our relationship. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if you want to check out that podcast, it's, I would recommend it. It's really cool. I think, um, I think it was, it went really well and we also infused some humor into it. I mean, I cannot be serious even though I'm discussing a very serious topic about my life. (laughs) But yeah, listen, it was great. It was fun. Debbie's great. Debbie's great. Yeah. And, and the the concept, I I really, I really like the the concept. We're going to have her on the other podcast we do, Feminist Killjoys. Hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah. I mean, Squadcast is a thing. Uh, side note entirely, um, since we're all trying to like not go out of our houses that much, um, if you live in Vancouver, we have been relying on uh, some local delivery options for groceries. And they've been fantastic because it's all local sourced and local suppliers. There's a company in Coquitlam called Legends Hall. This is not an ad. This is us just being like, these guys are fucking great. You yeah, should no order one, groceries. No one pays us at all. Don't ever think that we are getting paid by anybody because we're not. Yeah, no. Uh, it's going to be called Legends Hall. And they used to be a restaurant supplier, but now that all the restaurants are kind of closed, um, they've kind of shifted into home grocery delivery. So we've been essentially just surviving off of Legends orders and like running to the small, tiny independent markets on Kingsway and Fraser for produce. Um because because it's they're not really that busy also i want to support small business as opposed to like sobies <laughs> mm-hmm. and since this is warriors bards and brews uh we've definitely been drinking our fair share of local craft beer particularly off the rail brass, brass neck. neck and strange fellows yes those um, are the ones we can walk to <laughs> <laughs> and they're generally our favorites anyway, I think. So. Yeah, I mean, um, if, if you're in Vancouver, you probably know the Alibi Room and the Magnet. Um, the guy who owns both those restaurants, Nigel, he also owns Brass Neck Brewing. Um, highly recommend their beer. 
uh, Off the Rail, the former owner of the Railway Club, now owns Off the Rail, fabulous place, get the haze, and Strange Fellows, one of the best places for sour beer in Vancouver, um, and their one-off stuff like the Cycle Hops is fantastic, so I would suggest that as well. Yeah, and again, we are not associated with these places in any way. Except that they know us at all these places. Yeah, not professionally anyway, so... Um, yeah, if we give a shout out to something, it's not because we're getting paid to, it's just because we genuinely like the people who run, like, run the place and we want to like give them a shout out because yeah, they're nice. They're not associated with our nonsense, we just like them. Yeah, I, although I'm, I'm sure that the people who own those breweries would be totally fine with being associated with their nonsense. <laughs> I've had numerous conversations with all of those owners and they are nice people. Yes, that's true. <laughs> um, but yeah, check out Legends Hall, check out bclocalroot.ca, they are another new delivery company. Um, and it's all, it's not just Vancouver local, it's province-wide. Um, we got some lovely stuff from the Cultured Nut and some, uh, nice cheese from Vancouver Island. Um, they give you a nice sample of kale chips. You like those a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's another place called Naked Snacks. You get like a snack pack. We're going to get into those, I think, at some point. Again, not an ad. We just like, if you want to leave your house, you have options. <laughs> you know, we just want to give people nice tips. Oh, also, Taco Mio. Holy shit, Taco Mio. Can they, I want them to sponsor us. Can they sponsor us? <laughs> I might actually play, <laughs> place the order tomorrow. Be like, do you want to be a sponsor on a podcast? <laughs> They're based in Strathcona. Um, they, I think they have like a little takeout window. But this is, like, this is the best deal for tacos I've ever found in Vancouver. It's a, you can order the family meal. Uh, you can pick three fillings for tacos. They have vegetarian vegetarian options. options. Too. It's you get so you order the you pick the three toppings. You order the family meal, and then you get thirty shells, <laughs> like thirty tortillas. And there's truly enough stuff to fill those thirty shells. Yeah, we actually so you get thirty shells stuff like the stuff to go in it: rice, beans, <laughs> like a shit ton. All of the rice toppings. And beans. So like sauces, like three kinds of sauces: pickled onions, jalapenos. Pickled cauliflower and carrots, um, chips and dip for like 25 bucks. It and is some, insane. Yeah, and some sort of like puffy, savory thing. Yeah, I some weird little, like, it looks like a lotus root, but it's, I don't know what it is. It's fucking tasty. We literally got four plates out of it each. And when I say four plates, I'm not talking about little wimpy plates. I mean, like, I like have five a, tacos per plus and then rice. Plus, <laughs> like, sides for each plate. So. You know, if you're on a budget and you want something pretty tasty, um... Yeah, and, um, it's, it's, like, they're, they're taking their family recipes because they're, I think they said their mom came from Mexico. Like, this really tiny little village, so they're using a lot of family recipes and a lot of stuff that their mom taught them. So, yeah, support those guys. I would love them to be, like, an official sponsor of this podcast. (laughs) I'm also just gonna give Sarah a shout-out on this podcast because, because they've been cooking me amazing meals the entire time we've been in quarantine. They were always a pretty good cook, and they've just gotten, like, even better. And I've been... Yeah, I've, I've done some pretty cool stuff. I've been eating like a queen, so... I made us monster burgers. So Beyond Burgers with uh, potato buns from Livia Sweets on Commercial Drive. Um, so it was the buns... Oh, mayo from the Chicken Shack. The burgers. Uh, onions, cheese, smoked cheese. And fried egg for me and our homemade kimchi for you. Mm-hmm. That was pretty good. And I made uh, panko-crusted tuna steaks. Those were tasty as fuck. <laughs> yep, everything's been super tasty, and I'm not complaining about that aspect of this quarantine situation. No, I mean, if anything, like, I'm, I'm done work at three, I do work for my other job, and then I'm like, well, it's five o'clock, I, I actually have time to cook now, let's fucking do it. <laughs> <laughs> and I happily eat it. And or I, or I, like, or I just, like, 
oh, I have uh, I have a meeting at one. I'll I'll do that, and then I'll like you know eat while I'm in the meeting, and then like use my lunch break to <laughs> prep stuff for dinner. <laughs> and uh, podcast's been fucking stoked. Podcat is currently in Sarah's arms, gazing lovingly Adoringly at, at them. you. <laughs> and um, he's purring. You probably might hear some purring. Yeah, he was hitting the microphone with his nose a few minutes ago. Yeah, we're so. gonna, yeah we're, we can't edit the purring. It's fine. Now he's just swatting at Chloe. Like, <laughs> please pat me, bitch. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, hopefully you're all doing well. Hopefully you're all doing some good cooking and stuff. And um, I didn't make bread yet, but I pickled some onions and they were pretty fucking good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sounds like um, if you're in Vancouver anyway or BC, you might we might all be able to see people a little bit more. Hopefully pretty soon. Um, so you know, don't rush into things. Don't treat things like they're entirely normal. But um, do what you need to do to keep your mental health and your physical health pretty well. Yeah, maybe see a couple friends at a responsible distance in the upcoming future. I mean, yeah, we saw we saw some people um, from eight feet apart in a park the other day. Mm-hmm. It was really nice. <laughs> it was nice. It was very loud because we had to yell all the time because, you know, you're eight feet apart. Uh, <laughs> but, but it was nice. We basically felt like we were high afterwards. We were so, like, Yeah, I've clearly, like, for an introvert, I'm just, like, I'm just, like, a, like, Colin Robinson, but, like, a good Colin Robinson, just, like, taking the energy of social interactions. <laughs> If you haven't watched what we do in the shadows, please watch that show. It's so fucking funny. Oh my god, it is. The movie is funny. I think the, the show, show is, is way even funnier. funnier. Yeah, please watch it. Yeah. So yeah, hopefully you're all doing well. And um, if you're if you have any good recipes, like send them our way because I'm always up for a challenge. Um, preferably something seafoody or vegetarian. Because we don't eat meat. Yeah, so. anything, anything that comes from a farm, we're not into that. Um, but I will, you'll pry lobster from my cold dead hands. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. I don't like lobster. <laughs> you are incorrect. <clears throat> so now that we're trying to be responsible podcasters again in some capacity, uh, we are back with Forget Me Not. Which is a Xena light episode, which they're never my favorites because Xena's my girl. Yeah, but there's, there's a lot of flashbacks from this one, from what I recall. It's true. So... And she shows up at the end. Yeah. But it's a really um, good Gabrielle episode. I mean, they're all good Gabriella. <laughs> um, yeah, so whoever's been listening, whoever's been new to this, thank you for listening. We keep seeing spikes on our SoundCloud stats. Like, there's people listening somewhere. Yeah, so, again, I don't know if we were mentioned somewhere or... Yeah, or if maybe it's just, like, the marathon is bringing people back. But, yeah, thank you. <laughs> thank you. And we do truly want to be more responsible about our schedule. It's just... It's hard when you have mental illness and you're stuck in your house and depressed a lot. <laughs> it's really hard, and that's the truth. I mean, yeah. there's days where we're convinced that we are going to do an episode, we're determined, and then we're both sitting on the couch in a depressed lump, yep. drinking beer and watching TV that we don't have to pay attention to because we don't yep. have the capacity <laughs> to do anything else. And that is the absolute truth of the situation, so... Yes. Although we did marathon all of She-Ra yesterday because I am a gay train wreck for that show. Please tweet me your thoughts on She-Ra. I have things to discuss with you. <laughs> we both were really shrieky over She-Ra. Yes, and you cried like five times. I did. At yes. least five At times. At least five times. Anyway, so forget me not. So yeah, it's not Xena heavy, but there are, from what I call, a lot of flashbacks because this is when Gabrielle wants to erase her memories because she's still tortured and... What a dramatic hoe. 
still fucking tortured by her memories of all the bad things she well, has done. Well, she has been through some shit. She feels bad about yeah. betraying Xena with Hope and with the whole chin thing. So I'm not saying she's not feeling guilty. I'm saying my new thing is to quote or sound like Moira Rose. She's very dramatic in her dramatic ways. Like it's, just, yeah, it's like yeah, we know you did some shit, but like fucking, I'm just kind of like, but Gabrielle, you did the whole. Illusion thing, yeah, and then you did the singing, the, the, the and, singing the, and then the ass smacking with the palm fronds and the and, Amazons. And, and, yeah, and I, I'm like, you've put yourself through a lot. I is think. this like the third time's a charm? Like, this is the one that's gonna stick? I think I, it is, yeah. I think so, maybe. <laughs> so, poor baby Gabrielle, she carries a lot with her, which I can relate to. My guilt over relatively small things could, like, it's a problem. <laughs> cause earthquakes like i don't know yeah, i'm surprised it hasn't actually so <laughs> let's go hit play on this because we could just keep talking yeah i do like how it starts though because like it starts off with the child is hope and you're like oh fuck is she back what the fuck then it's like oh no it's, it's a flashback it's a flashback they both have very nice eyes they do Yeah, this is kind of functioning almost as a flashback episode as well, because there are so many flashbacks. I don't know if I'd say it's a clip show or not. It's not a clip show, but if you haven't watched the show in a while, it definitely provides a summary of recent events. Yeah. I'm also just noticing how much smaller Renee's shirt got again. (laughs) No one is complaining. No, no. (laughs) Did Did you all see Renee do the handstand challenge thing where she had, like, put a shirt on doing handstand? Uh, she's still in amazing shape. Like, she has muscles for days. We could all dream to be in that kind of shape. Someone said she still practices with the staff and stuff. Really? Yeah. She definitely does a lot of exercise regardless. Fucking shit. Oh, I forgot because it's not Xena. This fuck not is in it. Yeah, it's very jocks are heavy. Ugh. I could do the same reaction... If Joxer showed up beside me, Gabrielle's like got her head in her hands, she's crying. I'm like, ah, mood, mood. Joxer's <laughs> I mean, here, mood, crying time. I mean, that's not why, but we can. I mean, all I, joke that's about what it. I would say. Yeah. <laughs> uh, go, go where? Hey, Zena told us a man near the Temple of Nemesine. So the Temple of Nemesine is the place you go to get your memories all Yeah, so it's the, it's the Temple of the Goddess Nemesine, who is the Goddess of Memory. Yeah, so I mean, you can probably just assume <laughs> what Gabrielle's gonna do here. I can't shake them. I can't sleep. I can't eat. It's like I'm paying for something, but I don't know what it is. I mean, honey. I mean, I, I, I think you probably do know. I mean, like, you're not dumb, but you're kind of dumb sometimes. Joxer, I have to do this alone. Thank God. Please do more things alone away from Joxer. I don't know. Including doing Xena. What? I mean. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, Joxer does truly care about Gabrielle, like, and not just in a pervy way, he truly All cares right. about her. We have to give him that. No, he does. Like, I just, uh, you, I've had this, we've had this conversation before, like, Joxer is the epitome of, like, a quote-unquote nice guy. Yeah. Or, like, a good guy. And it's just like, ah, uh, dude, like, you're overpowering and overbearing and just, like, your presence is obnoxious sometimes. You know what's a really good example of not toxic masculinity? Uh, the half of it. Well... Yes. That movie is fucking adorable, and I definitely cried twice. It's a, it's a movie with queer themes that isn't, like, a, a queer rom-com kind of thing. I'm not from here. Yeah, it's more about friendship and... Yeah. 
I mean, I when I watched it, I, my my big takeaway was, it's about not necessarily friendship. Friend, well, I guess it is mm-hmm. um, with Ellie and, and the guy, um, but it's about high school and, and growing and finding yourself and realizing who you are and taking what you've learned and what you've experienced and and going forward with your life. So like all these characters, they they all intersect and they intertwine. Um, but there's no like super happy ending for it. It's just like it's a nice resolution to what they've gone through. And and like I, I see them all kind of growing as people and taking what they've learned and and going on their path. Like at the end, spoiler alert, at the end of it, like they all kind of get what they wanted to do in life. Yeah, as high school graduates, kind of. It's a very like quintessential like coming of age movie, but um, not a cringy one. But yeah, but not a cliche, not a cringy one. It's it's uh, it's Alice Wu who did Saving Face, which is one of the best lesbian rom coms. I would ever say it's probably the best. I would say it's the best. I love. I like. I like. Imagine me and you, but Saving Face for me is like. It's more. It's got more weight. It's got more weight. It's it's got a fantastic like race component to it like it's just yeah. it's so good it actually has you know asian yeah. american representation yeah joan chen's in it and she's amazing and michelle kruciak and i'm probably saying her last name wrong um and uh what's the girlfriend's name i totally forget her name i was blank on the third name anyway it's fabulous and i think it genuinely is my favorite lesbian rom-com mm-hmm. I think Imagine Me and You is tied with that as favorite for me, but I, but Saving Face is technically better. Oh god, yeah. Yeah. I'm all excited about this right now because we haven't <laughs> watched Xena since we did our last podcast, which was a while ago now. So I'm I mean, occasionally like, we'll just like throw it on as like a nice thing to have on in the background so you can thirst over Lucy Lawless. Yeah, but we haven't for a while, so I'm like, oh, Xena. <laughs> <laughs> Oh Peter, is this the skeleton? Like, oh, is this, oh, it's a spinal column. Oh Peter, um, yeah, no, it's just nice to to see this. Why were we? Oh, we were watching um, Battlestar. That's why we were watching a lot of Xena's background noise. A lot of Battlestar. A lot of Battlestar, which Lucy's also in, so it works. I'm very thirsty over yeah. Mary McDonnell. Oh, good God, yes. <laughs> uh, oh, uh, speaking of uh, attractive older ladies, um, Marie Doyle Kennedy looks fucking awesome. She does. We watched the part of the Orphan Black table read today, which was, I was like, so that's just going to be Tatiana talking to herself for two hours? Like, what? Um, it was fantastic and really drove home just how fucking talented she is. Because even with a live table read for her to like, just go, like, bang, 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 from Sarah to Allison to Kasima, like, it was flawless and so cool. Oh, yeah. So the priestess of Memesine is essentially saying that if she goes through this whole process, the her memories belong to her. Yep. So Gabrielle is considering completely erasing all of her memories, good and bad. Which is, I mean, I definitely would like to forget some of the more embarrassing things I did as a child and a teenager and a young adult and like probably last week. <laughs> but I don't know if I would want to get rid of everything. I don't. I don't really think even... I don't think I would erase anything, really. I mean, 
find the answer to your If I could erase, you know, specific memories of people saying things to me that gave me various complexes, I would certainly be a happier and more confident person, but then I wouldn't be the person that I am, and I wouldn't have the strength that I have and the resiliency, so I don't think I would get rid of anything. No, that's not, I was kind of making the joke. Like, I would like to get rid of those embarrassing no, things, but, like, it, everything you kind of go through forms how you are as a person. And I think that's the takeaway Gabrielle has at the end of the episode, where she's like, if I don't have the bad, I won't know what the good is. Yeah. So, and I, and I, and I get it. It's... But she has to go through a long-ass process. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Would you guys want to get all your memories erased to have, like, a blank slate and start over? Or? When she comes out. Like, that just sounds awful to me. You're just this empty shell. Yeah. Empty vessels make the most noise. (laughs) I don't know. That was from Vita. (laughs) Oh, right. (laughs) The monster-in-law. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, if you haven't watched Vita, y'all gotta get on that, like, ASAP. That show is brilliant. So good. Also, the soundtrack? Soundtrack's amazing. Oh my god, the soundtrack is so good. We spent like two hours trying to find a song from the soundtrack. It's not on anything. I check Spotify and iTunes and Amazon daily trying to find that fucking song. (laughs) This also is very Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, too, which is a movie that I fucking love, though I haven't watched it in a while. It makes me cry a lot. And apparently, Sarah can't get through. No, I tried like seven times to watch it, and I just, I cannot. Something about it, I'm just like, eh. No, I love I'm willing so to give much. it a shot. I'm willing to give it a shot again. But then if I watch it with you and you still hate it, then I'll be like sad. Yeah, but like we watch Bugs Bunny and you're like, what the fuck? And I'm like, this is it's so fucking funny and like brilliant comedy. And you're like, yeah, okay. Why is Gabrielle always being like whipped or bathed or caressed? Like she's being washed down right now. I mean, I know this is like a purification thing. And that's always what it is. Yeah. She's being purified a lot. There's chanting. There's always There's chanting. There's always a cult too. element to Gabrielle. What she's know. doing. <laughs> you know, like, is literally climbing oh, a tree gosh. right now to Why try can't to see break what's his going neck? on. Why can't he break his neck? He's not on a very sturdy tree. Like, pick no. a better tree to climb up. I mean, he, he, there's not a lot of brain power with this one. Like, there's not a lot working no. for him, so... Uh, so why? Of course he's falling course he from the tree. Of yeah. course he fell. Like, we didn't know that was coming. Yeah. Yeah. And there's two very serious dudes standing outside the temple. Yeah. Why does he have an accent all of a sudden? <laughs> um, oh, what's the um, Ugly Delicious guy? Uh, he's got the show with John Favreau. Um... David Chang and John Pepper have yes. a show. Uh, it's not Ugly Delicious. It's something else. And the chef, the chef, chef show. show. Yeah. yeah. So it's season two. They talk to uh, Sam Raimi. They go to uh, his house, and I didn't actually know this. He and Rob Tappet were friends from high school. Yeah, I didn't realize that. Yeah, too they were until like we watched best that. friends, and he was like, "Yeah, my brother." Podcast just like launched himself into the window and smashed his head against the window. He's fine. He's, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So. Sam and Rob were friends, and uh, I guess Ted was involved with some stuff too. And they would do like yeah. short films and all this oh, kind of stuff. And I was like, "Fuck, I had no idea." I knew they were like, kind of. I knew they were like work people. Like they worked together and they were like, work buddies. I didn't realize it was like a legitimate like friendship. Friendship. Yeah. Which explains why this fuck nuts guy. <laughs> All the stuff that Rob did. Anyway, Joxer has just stolen Gabrielle's physical body from the temple, essentially, and... Kind of weekend at burning her around. Yeah. 
And Gabrielle's spirit is traipsing around in what looks like a toga, and she's in front of some bubbling water. She looks like Ariel in The Little Mermaid when she, like, puts on the fucking... Oh, yeah, when she, yeah. like, first becomes a human, and, <laughs> and Eric comes up with, and, like, here's some robes or whatever. Yeah, here's a sail and some ropes. And Ares is here, and... Why isn't Ares here? I'm not complaining. I do appreciate Leather Daddy Ares. Look at that sword. Could you find a more obvious dick metaphor? Jesus Christ. so luxurious. I could, I could pull off Ares for Halloween. What is with the... Uh, they got the stupid beard on him again. Like, the weird, like, mid-face chin strap thing. It should be a chin strap, but it's like a cheek strap. Yeah, it's very... It looks like where a ball gag would go. See, it does. It's very... Maybe that's the point. Maybe that's the point. So, my, maybe all of my jokes about Leather Daddy Ares are kind of true. Maybe, yeah. maybe this is a kink thing. Ares invented ball gags. <laughs> so, Gabrielle is stepping into... I think it's supposed to be like the oh the river, river of whaling. Of whaling. <laughs> and that doesn't sound ominous at all. No. You ever see a thing called like you know the river of blood and tears and have it be like you know full of puppies and kittens? No. So bad, Aries. Okay, look, if Aries is actually giving you some advice, um, maybe you should listen to him. Because like he's like when it's that bad, he's like eh, I don't know if you can handle this. Maybe just fucking check that shit out. That's there's a lot of whaling. This sounds like the background vocals in the Kate Bush album. It does. Okay, why would you... <laughs> she splashed herself in the face with water, and now what? there's all the horrible things that have happened to her flashing before yeah, her Yeah, crucifixion, stabbings, like, Perticus. Like, why? Why would you be like, yeah, this river is totally going to put my face in it. Just walk through it. <laughs> if you don't, like, immerse yourself in it, you're not dealing with your shit, so... I, I guess that's the point of her being there. I thought you were different from her. Yeah, I guess. You're not going to die, Crassus. I said I'd switch you. Oh, but she fucked him over. She fucked him up. She doesn't feel good about that, clearly. Yeah. Your imperial ring. It identifies you in I do still appreciate this episode. Not forget me not, but this the episode went in Rome, just because it it did add a layer of complexity to Gabrielle that I don't think was quite there before. It's definitely an episode where she crosses a bridge. Yeah, yeah. I think this is probably, I think this season is the one where she really, really leaves that, like, naive young small village background uh, and and fully becomes her own person and Mm -hmm. is trying to deal with all the complexities of life and realizing that it's not black and white and there are a lot of gray areas and, yeah. And clearly at this point, she still hasn't really come to terms with that yet. No, I mean... So she's done these things, but she's still... I know she's covered in blood. She's literally covered in blood, she looks screaming, like... and she's fallen to the ground, which yep, is... she looks like a Carrie. She does look like Carrie. So now it looks like she's approaching the river of ice. And she, suddenly she's not covered in blood. She's looking very clean again. Yeah, but also very cold. Apparently, the oh, the river, river of whoa. whoa. Right. It isn't it's very icy. Just went through. Think about it. I have. The last one took me by surprise, but I'm ready for this. I hope so. <laughs> I'm ready for this. Are you though? Apparently, this river was like a sauna, and the river of fire or whatever was 
freezing because of all the dry ice. <laughs> and now we're back with uh, Joxer leading the shell of Gabrielle around the woods. She's looking pretty dazed. These are your scrolls. Oh, God. He's trying to jog her memory. I mean, he, I, I will concede that he's trying to help her and he's trying to do nice things. He's not always awful. I mean, most of the time he is. <laughs> Sound familiar now? Sorry, Jerkster. Jer Jerkster. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing seems familiar. In fact, I don't know what familiar feels like. I, this was I right. do appreciate Jerkster quite a bit. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I'm supposed to call him Jockstrap at some point. <laughs> Unless they did and I forgot about it. Oh wait, is this when he starts reading her scrolls and he like, starts trying to sub himself in for Xena? Like the fucking... Uh, he makes himself more heroic. Patriarchal heroic, piece of yeah. shit he is. Yeah, fuck you, Jockster. <laughs> Why is he talking like an old Just racist white lady to someone of one. like another <laughs> I origin? Know. I know. Like, she's not... I don't know. Like, she's just, she's just forgetful. Like, she's... Her brain is elsewhere. Yeah. And she doesn't know who she is, essentially. Yeah. Oh, God. All right, so, so, settle down, Karen. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, I don't like Joxer, so listen to Vicky Vox's podcast, because that podcast is a delightful, delightful way to start your week. <laughs> I like how her scrolls are literally titled the names of the episodes. Well, that's the thing. Like, the, the show is supposed to be based on her scrolls. No, I know, but she's so dramatic with her titles. She's a dramatic bitch. I mean, this is her third fucking purification. She is not subtle, and she is not <laughs> above being the dramatic bitch. Gabrielle, I think you have better balance than this, generally. She does, yes. Found a bit of an ice bridge, good. No, it's not, it's not like she hasn't seen ice before. They were up in the fucking see. mountains. It can't hurt me. Hmm. Interesting. There's an analogy here, of course, the water representing our torments, the ice, the thin layer of control we'd like to believe that we have over it. Shut up! But it's a false confidence that the ice should suddenly develop a... Uh-oh. I don't think he's going to. Well, not yet, anyway. I mean, it's not really Ares. No, it's, it's. I don't think it is. It's like a manifestation of him, so. Yeah. Anyway, she's flashing back to. Chin. Chin. I love the dramatics of this. The one I'm gonna kill. The one I'm gonna kill. <laughs> <laughs> oh, her face there, so pouty. <laughs> Experience this life for the last time. Oh, oh, so she's flashing back to Xena's flying sex with Lama. That's what, it... <laughs> yeah. She okay, so how does she? Did Xena tell her about the flying sex? I'm assuming because, like, I don't think that's something that. <laughs> Yeah, Wikipedia uh, listed that as like a goof, which is possible, but it could just be that Xena was like, "I'll be honest with you, we had flying sex. Yeah, yeah. This is my, this is my ex, and I'm gonna go avenge her death." Like, possibly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you promise them they will banish you. We can ride away from this. Lucy really does look truly devastated and betrayed in that scene. She does a good yeah. job in that scene. She does a really good job. I really feel like the show was overlooked. For its its acting and a lot of the writing and a lot of like I should have the effects, but sometimes the effects are pretty good. The sound effects were quite good a lot of the time. Oh yeah, and I mean the stories are just great. 
Not, yeah. not always, but no. generally. <laughs> I mean, we're, we're gonna have to talk about that season in India. I mean, it's imminently rewatchable, though. Like, how many fucking times have we watched the show? Oh, uh, God, so many. I mean, like, we're doing a fucking podcast about it. I have the answer. Do you now? <laughs> Do ya? Alright, well then. I thought that I'd never come to terms with my mistakes, but I did. When I visited Zena, a new chance person. Can we talk? Oh, this what does this remind me of? There's another ep- There's another show where. It wasn't the good place, was it? Where there was a good Grandma Day kind of scenario? And he had to kind of figure out what was going on. And no, it totally was the good place. And also, we need to finish the good place. Oh, fuck yeah, we do. I thought about that today. That should be the next thing that we actively watch. Yes, it was the good place, because they kept... And then there was, like, the infinite thing of trying to figure out how to get... Yeah. Um, but also, I would like to see the universe where Tahani and Eleanor are together. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. Are you coming to join Scratch us? my nose, will ya? How does Lucy look so beautiful when she's all like banged up and like looking really gaunt and like has a fucking board on her neck <laughs> and a black eye and How is that possible? Oh. <laughs> oh no, I'm going to cry again. And I have eyeliner on today cuz I had to be on video. So I'm just going to run into my eyes. You're fine. Mm-hmm. Look the look podcast here to to, to you comfort you. Now I know. Is this something you just realized? Yes. <laughs> so what, what's, what's your big takeaway from this from this whole thing of Gabrielle doing the third purification fucking ritual? <laughs> that's Seamus's takeaway. Well, she comes to realize essentially that she was jealous and that's why she made Ari send her to yeah. Chin before Xena got there. It wasn't so much about... Um, her keeping her from killing the green dragon it was because she was jealous yeah so I might that's also my takeaway um, and I, I feel like I'm not truly like a jealous person I don't feel like I get jealous of people I don't feel like I get like super envious of people a lot of the time so I don't like I've had a pretty cool life I've done some pretty cool things mm-hmm. um, that's like that that's not like a brag it's just like I, I went a good life so I think that the, the you know my mom used to say like a big problem with people and in a in big issue of you know I got bullied as a kid and mom was like a big issue with the bullying is jealousy like jealousy is the root of a lot of problems mm-hmm. and it could be the people who are bullying you are jealous of you for some reason and I was like no this is not something to be jealous of like I'm a loser with no friends like, yeah. <laughs> but like this is kind of the takeaway for me. It's like jealousy is, and envy is not a great thing to to have be forefront in your life. You know, I used to be a lot more jealous. Oh God, yes, <laughs> a lot more. It was, it was kind of a problem for a while. Yeah, and I really actively worked on it. Yeah, uh, and you're so much more chill now. Yeah, and I mean, part of that is just always because. I never really felt like people cared about me and I felt like they cared about other people more than me even though I cared about them a lot and I still have twinges of that sometime for sure I have massive FOMO yeah. and if somebody 
says, oh, I did this thing with so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so, and it would have been something that you really enjoyed, but I didn't invite you, lol. I'm still kind of like, wow, yeah. that will be really upsetting for me, but... Yeah, I mean, that kind of stuff still happens, and I'm just like, well, why wouldn't you just invite us then? But, like... <laughs> but, like, in general, like, I'm not, I'm not, like, unnecessarily jealous, like... Yeah. Like, I used to, you know... <laughs> You said you were going to join the gay soccer league, like, years ago, and I was like, oh my god, you're totally going to leave me for some hot soccer girl. Uh, no. I just wanted to play a game against drag queens. I know. (laughs) (laughs) But my ankle's too fucked up to play soccer now, and I was was going to join the... Uh, queer softball league this summer, but that got shut down because yeah, of Rona. But see, now I was with that. I was like, oh yeah, that's awesome. I wasn't. Yeah, because like, <laughs> we were like, oh well, the games are happening. Well, at the time near our apartment that we're currently in, and you were like, oh, I can come watch the games. There's like a game at China Creek and Clark Park and a couple of kids. I'm not going to those ones, but like the other ones, an East fan. Fuck yeah, I'm going to that. You know what that's called? That's called growth. <laughs> Yes, it is. But the thing, the thing is, I think with you, like you said, like you would get annoyed or jealous that people seem to not care about you as much as you care about them. Uh One thing I've learned and had to really, really fucking drive this home myself: how you show affection and appreciation to people is not the same way they'll show it to you. No, you love it. Like, I can be really extreme with my shows of affection. Uh, yes, yeah. how I am, and you're an extreme person. I am an extreme person. Whereas I am slightly more subtle. Like I, I made this this joke on Instagram or on Twitter. I was like, if I make you a playlist, or if I send you some music to listen to, or if I cook you something, you are basically one of my favorite people, mm-hmm. and I will help you hide a body if you need it. <laughs> I don't want to make it sound like I'm unhinged or anything. No, I'm not. I am just very. Um... You give a lot to people, and you would like to get a lot back. Yeah, and that's. I guess like a love languagey kind of thing for you. Where I'm very clear. I will tell you that I love you. I will like yeah. shower you with affection. Yeah. Whereas I'm not going to say that. I'll just do things for you. Yeah. But it's the same thing. It's like I, I like I said. Like I, if I you know share music with you or make you a playlist or cook for you or have you over and like show you cool things I like and ask you to show me cool things you like. Like when our friend Kevin was moving to Calgary, I said, "Come over and we'll have some beer." Um, and then we'll hang out. So he brought over a lovely vertical tasting, um, and then we showed him some Tori Amos videos. <laughs> yeah, that was great. <laughs> and whenever he, whenever the uh, lesbian brewer at his place, or uh, the lesbian server in the tasting room plays Tori Amos, he will text me. <laughs> and if Kevin's listening, I don't think he is because he doesn't want to see you. But if you are, darling, we love you and we miss you so much. <laughs> So Joxer's regaling Gabrielle's pretty much empty shell with tails. Yeah, and now she's in the uh, Fire River. Which was apparently very cold. The, the Fire River's very cold? Yeah. Okay. What she told you means nothing. Why is there always, like, dramatic gaze and fire? Like, that was that was on She-Ra. <laughs> yeah. Catra literally jumped into fire to save Adora, and Adora was like, uh, this is not real. That's gay. I mean, yes, that's gay. <laughs> Hopefully you've all seen my catcher shirt that says, move, I'm gay. <laughs> I like that Gabrielle remains optimistic even in the middle of all this. She's in kind of a weird situation. Yeah. She's still like, no, we've, there's, this has got to have a point and uh, it's got to, you know, have some meaning and I will come through this sort of thing. It's, it, you know what, it's very admirable. I'm... I think I said this to you recently, like, I'm, I've not been an optimistic person for a lot of my life, but I'm trying to be less pessimistic, mm-hmm. and I'm trying to 
focus more on the good, especially now because so much of this is so weird. Um, but uh, yeah, I have to admire Gabrielle's. I wouldn't say it's constant positivity, but it's it's a trait yeah. that she carries through a lot of the series. She's generally a positive. Person. Oh Jesus, motherfucker! The goddamn fucking singing dementors with the horn faces from the. Oh. Yeah, Gabrielle has a lot of pain, but she is ultimately optimistic and yes, you know, believes in good. And oh, love so, and all that shit. Yeah. Um, I just saw Callisto and everything. Um, so we had tickets for the convention. Probably not going to be able to go because of Miss Rona. I really can't envision yeah. flying to another country in August. I don't even know if we'll to... be able to get flights out of BC in August. Well, no, we're not going to go to a massive crowd of people for days. That's not happening. So, dear listeners, um, <laughs> please send us your responses to this. If we... Like, we're not going to go to the convention, so we were going to, like, talk to some of the, the stars of the show. Would you guys want us to try to get an interview with um, Alexander Tidings and Hudson Lake? So Aphrodite and Callisto. Um, oh, and Claire Stansfield. Because mm-hmm. um, I was thinking, like, we could get little sound bites at the convention, but if we're not going to be there, perhaps we could reach out and try to get some interviews via, like, Squadcast or something. Frankly, even if it's rescheduled well in the future right now, we're probably going to have to just get a refund because we're broke because we're moving. So this is really devastating, but what can we do? Yeah, it's real shitty. Um, But I'm hoping that we can kind of shift it to um, maybe we just figure out a way to get in touch with some of the the stars we would have talked to and interview them. So yeah, if you want us to try to get them on the podcast, like, let us know. Yeah, I'm trying to talk over the fucking musical because I <laughs> this so much. Thank re- God Jamie came over for this. Jamie, you're my hero. I love you. I really don't know how likely it would be for us to get them on the podcast, but you never know. Uh, Claire Stansfield um, hung out on Salt Spring Island. She's been to BC. We can play that card. Like, you've yeah. been to Salt Spring. I know where that is. <laughs> if we do get them on, we'll be very chill. I mean, we'll try. We'll try. <laughs> we won't be, like, weird. Well, I mean, the thing is with, with Hudson, she's not acting anymore. Mm. So it would just be like, I would love to know the transition. Like, what, what was this driving factor? She's apparently, like, in the Czech Republic or something, teaching yoga. Okay. <laughs> but no, I would love to talk to Alexander Tidings and be like, so how much of the, the Valley Girl thing was you, and how much of that was the writers? Because the way she, her delivery and her look was so fucking perfect. I love it. Are they done singing? Oh, they're done singing. Good. They're almost done singing. <laughs> so they were just showing a it's clip of the bittersweet where they reconciled, basically. Yeah. And there again, and again, thank you, Jamie, so much for coming over to help me with that because I could not have done this on my own. <laughs> yeah, Aries is like, God, if you worked out your shit during the bittersweet, why are you here? <laughs> okay, when even Aries is like, bitch, get it together. What the fuck? I mean, like, you've got something going on here. Again, it's not literally Aries, but it's like a no, manifestation of all her feelings or something. But yeah. Podcat might bite my ass in a minute. Because in case you didn't know, we actually record on our floor <laughs> with our microphone on a kitchen chair in front of our TV so we can have the audio from the show be picked up by the microphone. We're extremely high tech. Yeah. 
I'm hoping we can build a little fort at the new place. Um, but Podcat, for some reason, occasionally will lose his goddamn mind when we sit on the floor. Um, which, it is his domain. <laughs> yep. Which usually results in me getting my ass bitten. So if I screech, I hope you can edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> I would probably leave it in because it would be funny. Yeah. Now Gabrielle is screaming at Ares. Yep. I mean, probably a good idea. And she looks like she's being consumed by fire, but I don't really think that's... Into the fire, reunited. Into the fire and the spark. There's our CanCon for the day. <laughs> Sarah McLaughlin. Sarah McLaughlin. Gabrielle's on fire. It's very dramatic. Sarah McLaughlin also has a song called World on Fire. <laughs> <laughs> she does. A lot of fire references with Sarah McLaughlin. She also has a song called Stupid, which is what Gabrielle's being right now. <laughs> I didn't think I'd make this many Sarah McLaughlin references in one episode. Like how Ares is being a shithead even when he's not really Ares. Yeah, Gabrielle's on fire and smacking the ground, screaming he's wrong, and now she's like bursting into flames, was naked for a few minutes, and is now back in the toga. I love the drama. You are Ares. You are the god. You're from within me. There we go. You're that part of me who wants to hide the truth. Call me what you will. Your guilt, your denial. You can't defeat me. You're I wonder why it's Ares. I wonder why they chose Ares as, as the foil for this. They could have picked anything. I think... Are they going to explain it here, I think? Oh, it's because of the whole chin thing? Oh, there. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Here's her admission... Right, right. And right, Ares okay. was the one who helped get her to yes. shin really quickly. Yes, actually, Carmina, thank you very much, because she tweeted me and was like, yeah, this is why this happened. Yeah. Because well, uh, I completely forgot. In general, like, Gabrielle has a lot of really, I think, intense feelings about Ares because he does things to Xena. Yeah, so is this is this a jealous thing with Gabrielle and Ares? Like, it, I think a bit, yeah. I think it's like partially jealousy, and I think it's partially like a protective feeling, because mm-hmm. she wants to keep Zena safe and keep her away from a toxic figure like Ares. But it is a little bit jealousy because she knows there is that weird, creepy sexual tension with the two of them. Yeah. So now there's a flashback, is and uh, Ares is saying, "Oh, Zena uh, would never do anything for you like she would for Lao Ma." Mm. God, he's such a god. You're a douche. Also, that ring though, I want that ring. <laughs> It's pretty awesome. As, a, as my, mo- my mother says, a big clunky silver ring. <laughs> my mom makes silver jewelry. Um, and it's very cool. It's super cool. We have, I have so many things my mom. She's so great. Um, but yeah, her big thing is like big clunky rings, in her words. Mom made us some uh, wedding rings, which is very nice. So Gabrielle is asking Ares to get her there. Yeah, what is... How, how does that debt get paid? I, like... I can't it's remember. It's like worse than Mafia dead, I'm sure. But that is some intense jealousy if she's literally... Yeah. If she's literally... For owing, friendship. <laughs> owing the god of war for this. Like, I yeah. That's there it gay. is. That's gay. That is not a heterosexual thing. I'm sorry, but you can't read that as any way but gay. I'm sorry. No, and that's the thing. Like, if this was like a friendship thing, 
and just be like, oh yeah, I was mad because she had a better friend than me. But like when you use the word love in this sense, it's not at all platonic love. This is clearly like I was pissed off because my girlfriend was gonna go avenge the death of her ex girlfriend. <laughs> like and, this is and do something that I don't want her to do to do so. Like yeah, yeah. This yeah. is full on. This is full on queer lady drama, and it's great. So Aries is holding up the bowl of her memories. So now she has the big the big decision to make, which will clearly be no, she's not gonna fucking... Well, no. Yeah. Because there's a show. Suck it, not Aries. <laughs> this is actually fairly creative writing. I will, I will give him that. Like it is to have this come up. Like this, this is a. Okay, here's the thing. I'm comparing this to like Supergirl and stuff, like where there is like obvious like queerness and there's there is stuff, and Supercorp and all that subtextual stuff they're ignoring is but this is so well written and this little like twist at the end like sweeps week didn't even factor in for these guys because they were not getting awards they were not getting ratings it was just like whatever we're gonna be no. in syndication it's fine it was very popular it was popular it yeah like it was popular but a niche popular yeah so for them to have this twist so far after everything Ew. and then uh, uh, I'm gonna talk Shelly over this Gabrielle is kissing oh, the jocks so. Anyway, so to have them with this twist, it's so good, and it's actually like, wow, this is this is there's depth here, and there's there is a, a very clear plan for the season. I'm very impressed with this. Like, I didn't quite get all of this when I was watching it as a kid, kid but now as someone who's older and can you know analyze media, <laughs> yeah, and knows good writing from bad writing, this is actually really good. Like, this is a fucking good twist. Like, this is cool. It is. And to Jocks' credit... He did could he, be like, no, this is... Gabrielle tried to make out with him, and he was like, nah, I embellished our relationship, so please don't, because I'm taking advantage of you, basically. So, you know, good job, Joxer. Yeah, he's not... He's a garbage human, and I hate him, and he's a train wreck, but he's not, like, a toxic dude. He's a little toxic, but not, like, really... Like, he's He's not, like, rapey toxic. He's just... Creepy toxic. Yeah. <laughs> Which is not any better, really, but... He just wanted to be a part of her memories in a really important way. That's kind of... That's kind of sweet. I don't know. Yeah, but is it, is it sweet or is it just like, I want to be more important to you, so I'm going to, like, pretend I was? It's just sad, really. No, Kalisto is no one's love kid, you piece of shit. Jesus Christ, I will fight you to defend Kalisto. <laughs> I've had a couple of discussions about um, trauma and, and villainy and uh, responses to trauma while watching Vita. And how Emma reacts to trauma and stress with very bad reactions. Very unhealthy coping yeah. mechanisms. Sex and drugs, basically. Yeah. So Gabrielle's back. She got jacked by the air. Gabby, you're back. <laughs> yeah, and now she's gonna destroy him. She is. And here's Zena. <laughs> Zena's like, I'm here. She's been like, I've been watching you. <laughs> Not in the creepy way of the police song, but just yeah. like. That's why 
You wanted me to wait the temple of Nemesis, right? Is this kind of manipulative? Is this manipulative? I don't know. Is it? I don't know. I don't know. I can't. <laughs> I, think, I really think she just wanted Gabrielle to work through her shit. I mean, that's a very supportive partner. Oh. You gonna cry again? Probably. <laughs> I mean, that's that's kind of the yeah. thing. Like, you need to kind of go through shit to know what's what's good and appreciate the good shit in your life. I'm sorry. No. Now it's over. Welcome home. Aww. Welcome home. Aww. Aww. Oh, that's so cute. Fuck off, Joxer. Seriously, he's like every creepy dude. Like, where's my hug? <laughs> but no, seriously, he's like every creepy dude and every creepy uncle. Where's my hug? Go fuck yourself. No, I fucking hate Go that. Go hug your own dick. No. Hi, Xena. <laughs> I truly forgot how that ended. I forgot it was like that big sappy reunion. Chloe's got tears in her eyes. <laughs> Basically, anytime Xena and Gabrielle are really cute, I like cry. So you, you're going to gonna be a... Oh god, the next few seasons are gonna be so so sappy with you. Oh god. Okay, so that was that. <laughs> that was that. Um, it no, felt good to talk about Xena again. It did. Yeah, we should probably like not be dirtbags and actually fucking record our podcast because mm -hmm. like we have listeners. I tweeted last night at like fucking midnight, and people were replying to me. So I'm like, oh, there's people out there listening. <laughs> um. So yeah, send us send us your recipe. Send us your. Uh, pet, but your cat photos. If you have a wiener dog, send us a photo of your wiener dog. We love wiener dogs. Um, <laughs> any dogs. Any dogs. Um, what are you cooking in quarantine? What are you baking in quarantine? Have you made bread like everybody fucking else has? <laughs> I spent way too much money on yeast because I had to. Because I'm going to make focaccia for us at some point. And then we bought like 9,000 loaves of sourdough. Listen, the sourdough from that place on the commercial drive is fucking magical. It's really good. Like I've never had a bad loaf from there. Um, yeah. So yeah. Would you? Would y'all want your memories to be erased? Would you? I mean, there's certain things I would like to forget, but you know, it, it, it all kind of factors into how you are as a person. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, yeah. So I don't know what we're gonna do next. Fins, Fems, and Gems is the next one. Which we've already done. Which um, with Andrea Warner, and that was so fucking funny. Like Andrea is. A gem to have on the podcast. Um, so after this, we should do the Ocean's Eight thing because that was the next one. Yeah. And I'm going to start writing a little bit of an essay for our um, strong female character episodes. I want to do a little one shots of. They won't be long, they'll be like 15 minutes. Um, just kind of discussing strong female characters like Alex Danvers mm -hmm. and Katra. Yep. So is Adora a furry? I don't really understand what Catra's deal is or why she's like 20% cat. It doesn't say. <laughs> I'm, I, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what to feel. I'm not a furry, but I'm, I, I very much want to give Catra a hug. Well, me too. <laughs> you made the comment in, in the, in the podcast at the, the festival that you have a type. I'm like, I definitely also have a type. The, the angry brooding ones. <laughs> well, Same. Yeah, but yours are different than mine. Not always. <laughs> I go for Gabrielle, you go for Xena. Carmilla, <laughs> Carmilla Catra. 
Sailor Jupiter, mm. Sailor Uranus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Sailor Saturn. No, not Saturn. Not, uh, Pluto. Pluto. Mm. Yeah. The, yeah. Pluto's the time. Yeah, the time one. Yeah, Pluto. I'm not familiar enough with Sailor Moon to really delve into this. Yeah, no, Sailor Saturn was the century of death. So, Setsuna, yeah, Pl- uh, Pluto, with the t- uh, time thing. I like the gender non-conforming Oh, Sailor the... Moon. Oh, God. Uh, Haruka? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, here's the thing. So, there's Haruka. Uh, Haruka in, in the manga is, is like, canon not gender, because Mishiru says, Haruka is neither male nor female. And I was like, yes, my favorite is actually one of me. Um, but there's also in this the last season of the the anime, there's the, uh, it's a boy band, and then, what do they fucking call it? Like the star sailors or something? <clears throat> when they transform, they're women. Interesting. That did not get aired in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> Eventually the show got too queer, too gender bending. North America was like, the children cannot see this. <laughs> the children will get ideas. Guess what? The children already had ideas. And now we're in charge of shit. And this is why you have things like She-Ra. Go fuck yourselves. Straight people. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, how about you talk about our social media? Uh, yeah, we are on Twitter, WBB underscore podcast. We are also on Instagram with the same name. You will see podcat there. Um, and also probably photos of us recording things. Um, and if you send us your pets, I will post them to our social media and scream out how cute your pets are. Um, you can email us with uh, your thoughts on erasing memories uh, or your thoughts on Shira or recipes. I would like to make your recipes. Uh, WBBpodcast1 at gmail. Mm-hmm. That's everything we have. Well, on yeah. Tumblr, but like no one's really on Tumblr anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Warriors, bards, and brews. <laughs> And we have merchandise, so if you want some uh, coasters, pins, and stickers, um, email us. It's five bucks for a little gift pack. We'll send it to you. And if we want shirts, uh, Grace, who made our logo, who we're very thankful for, uh, Big Mama Lama 5, she's selling the shirts on her Redbubble. Um, If you buy from her, we don't get the money. She does. So please support your queer artists. Also, today is International Day Against uh, Homophobia, Transphobia, and Biphobia. So don't be a dick. To queer and trans people. Yeah, don't be a dick. Respect pronouns. Uh, It costs you zero dollars to be a decent human being. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.